Welcome to the I Am Adamant podcast, where we are helping you find truth in a universe of opinions. And I'm so excited about today because I am joined by the amazing, beautiful, pregnant Aww. Heather <laughs> Lindsay. Yeah, and if you don't know Heather, let me just tell you a teeny bit about her. She is a speaker. She is a prolific author. She is the first lady of Gathering Oasis Church in the Atlanta area. She is the founder of Pinky Promise, and that was our connection, which is a nonprofit organization that encourages women to honor God with their life and their body. And I would say, Heather, I love your major emphasis on purity. She has a blog you can check out. It is at www.heatherlindsay, and that's S-E-Y.com. And it has over, listen to this, over 11 million views. She encourages women to be bold in their faith and walk in their calling and cut off the ungodly relationships. Here's some of the book titles. I think you're going to love them. Pink Lips and Empty Hearts. That's awesome. <laughs> Dusty Crowns, A Perfect Recipe, The Runaway Bride, The Purpose Room, Silent Seasons. And I know you're working on another one right now. Tell us yeah, the title. It, it's done. It's actually done. It's called The Pressure Trap. Okay. How do you do this? Like it takes me two years to write a book and you've written 20 in the same amount of time. So, um, you know, Heather and I connected through actually through your conference, Pinky Promise. Yes. Yes. I, I don't even know how you found me. Did you read like one of my books or something? Like how, yes. how are we related? Okay. Yes. Right. So I read my, well, first it's so crazy. I believe I first read your husband's book, which is the bait of Satan. Favorite and book so, of mine. Right? Exactly. As scary as it sounds, but... I, I read it forever ago. Um, I think it was a requirement in, at, 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 the, at my church, at the church. Okay. for all the leaders to read. Love that. And then I read about you, and I was like, well, he's he's awesome. I bet you his wife is amazing, too. So then I started reading your books, and I was hooked. I was like, I love her. I have to get her out to a Pinky Promise conference. And, and, and that's been and, awesome. And I just want to say, I loved being part of the Pinky Promise uh, Conference. I, yeah. I've adopted myself as the Sicilian <laughs> godmother of yes. Pinky Promise. So anytime yes. that you want me back, I'm coming back. But what I loved is there was not just incredible preaching, but there was a call to purity. And then there was the presence of God. The presence of God yeah. was honored and facilitating so people could actually soak in the presence of God. Yeah. Uh, do the deep work. Not, not just... Be commissioned, and and you know so many of our conferences, and I love. I mean, I'm a speaker conference, yours, because but so many of the conferences don't have breathing room for the Holy Spirit, and right. I love that you had that. I love that the power of God was incredibly evident during that time. So you know, I love you. I've adopted yes, you as a <laughs> ministry daughter, little yeah. sister, whatever I need to be for you. But I want to talk to you because uh, I actually watch you, of course, post on stuff. But what is something you're adamant about? First, I love your new book and thank you for having me. You're absolutely amazing. And your podcast is just, it's amazing. But um, I'm adamant about helping women to do and be who God has called them to be. I think a great frustration of mine was watching women settle, just constantly yeah. settle in their relationships and their career and their purpose and literally give up. And it's like they have no light, no joy, nothing. And then when they keep running off into ungodly relationships and all these other distractions along the way. So I'm just so adamant about seeing women accomplish what God has called them to do. Yeah, now, and, and I love that about you. And I know that's your overarching thing, but I want you to talk to me about what actually that looks like for you. Because you, you are, and a lot of women may not know this, but Heather is half black, half white. Yes. Half yes. black, half white, which is exactly what I wish I was. But uh, 
<laughs> but uh, you you have this amazing ability to speak to both cultures. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You have an amazing ability to speak to some of the things that um, have been real deep wounding in the African-American women culture. And yeah. I love that you go deep when it talks about sexual abuse, oh, yeah. sexual sin, um, it, and staying in bad relationships. Staying in bad relationships, you're not just like... Yeah, don't stay in a bad relationship. I mean, I watched something that you posted to, to either it was either today or last night where you're like, I'm not going to hell for anybody. Somebody said, Thank you that Heather and Cornelius, thank you for not compromising truth. Yeah. You know, and so there's a lot of people that are, oh yeah, I want you to be the best you could ever be and be success, but you take a really strong stance yeah. on sexual purity, yes. on ethics. And the word of God being the standard of truth, which is why I feel like you're a perfect fit for the I Am Adamant podcast. So yeah. when you're talking about women, yeah. what, is, what is some of the confrontational things that you have to speak to in the area of truth when you're talking about the women who gather at Pinky Promise? Yeah. Because I do think there's a young generation looking up to you and saying, we yeah. want, I mean, you're absolutely beautiful. You're absolutely uh, talented. No, you are. You're all of that. You. But uh, you're not you're not sugarcoating anything. So, so talk to me about that. I think one of the big things that I like to talk to my women about is relationships. I think that they have this fantasy, some idea of what they want in a husband or what they think marriage is going to solve. And I always tell them like marriage does not solve your loneliness. The thing is you could be married and you could still be lonely, you know? And I try to encourage them to make sure that they are whole first in the relationship with Christ. Um, I think so many women rush off and get married and then they're not happy. And then they have no desire to do what God has called them to do because they're so distracted by their marriage. So if I can catch them beforehand, I try to catch them. And then if they are married, I like to just encourage them to, to win your husband over with your quiet and gentle spirit, because I do it. And I feel like this generation doesn't like to endure or suffer in marriage or endure and suffer in anything. So for those that are married, I try to encourage them like, okay, you rushed and you married this person. Now, guess what? We get to work out our salvation in this marriage. So um, why not, why not just upgrade? Why not just divorce my husband and start new? Why, why not Heather? Why not? Grace, Grace cover all that. Can I just do that? No, what? See, that's the thing. That's what people think. They're just like, oh, I don't like this one. I'm going to go pick up another one. But I say, where did you get that thinking from? You got it from dating in the world. You, mm. you didn't like that one. So you dropped him and then you picked up another one. You practiced divorce the whole time you were courting and then you get married and your husband looks at you a certain way and you're ready to throw him away. And I like to blame social media a lot for that because people compare their husbands to other people's husbands' captions. It's like, why are you comparing your marriage to a whole nother person? You know? So um, I like to just encourage people to find the gift and the joy in your own marriage and work that out. And that's one of the areas. Another area is purpose. I've watched it. I mean, you've probably seen it. A lot of um, multi-level marketing is coming up. A lot of network marketing, stuff like that are coming. And I believe it can be a distraction to some people, especially if God didn't tell you to do that. Because the focus is money. It's like money, money, money. You can have all this money. But what is the Holy Spirit telling you to do? Yes, you hate your job, but you don't quit just because you hate your job. Guess what? We don't quit when stuff gets hard. We endure. We go through the test. We're led by the Holy Spirit to stay in the journey as long as we're supposed to. So we can grow and develop and mature. And people just don't like to endure. They just want, they want to quit. 
Yeah. And tell me, tell me what the focus is, or I know what it is, but tell everybody the focus of Pinky Promise. Pinky Promise, I just like to encourage women in general to live for God. That's like the underlying thing. So we have small groups. I, it's, it's all free, but I do monthly studies. I provide a PDF, which is an actual study that they, and they meet together. There's about 60,000 women that have joined all over the world. And um, every month I tackle a new topic from depression to anxiety, um, to rushing ahead of God, to you name it. So I believe truly what Titus 2 says, and you do this with me, yeah. it's the older women teach the younger women. And I think sometimes we feel like, oh, I need to wait till I'm older to do that. No, people are hungry for the truth. So, And you're um, older than somebody. Most of us are. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm older than most people, but, but we're all. So, so Heather, um, tell me a little bit about your background. I mean, I know your story, but yeah. like, you know, people might say, oh, she didn't understand where I'm coming from. She oh, doesn't yeah. understand my struggles. You know, t- tell, me, tell me a little bit about your background so that they can know your story. Okay, so I was adopted at the age of six months, um, and I was adopted into a white family. My parents are white, and I have 24 sisters and brothers. We're all adopted. Did you guys hear that? She said 24. (laughs) She didn't say two to four. She said 24. 24. All but one are adopted, and um, I grew up probably feeling rejected most of my life. Yeah, because why were you adopted? Why were you adopted? Well, my birth mom got pregnant when she was off at boarding school. And actually, she tried to abort me, but the doctors wouldn't let her. So when I say God's hand was on me from the very, very beginning, it was. So she gave me up for adoption right away. And um, I went over to a foster home, but they didn't believe in fat babies. So they fed me three bottles a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so I guess I screamed all day and night because I didn't know when my next food or my meal was coming as a baby. But so I think all of those things planted mistrust in my heart because it's like, I don't know, my basic needs are gonna, aren't going to be met. So it's like that seed got planted from the enemy. Rejection got planted from the enemy. Abandonment. So all these things are happening. I grew up in a white home. I grew up in a really small town. And I just felt like nobody looked like me or act like me. Guys didn't ask me out. So when I got to college, I went to Michigan State University. I'm on this campus. All of a sudden, I get all this attention from all these men. And I'm like, okay, who are they looking at? There's no way they're looking at me because nobody's ever given me attention. But what do you do when you get attention and you've been ignored? You just take it. So I had no standard, no boundaries. I just, I started in dysfunctional relationships from that point on. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm so passionate because I almost went down a really bad path. It's like, I would break up with a guy at 7 PM and then have a new date by 8 PM. Like I was a disaster. My hope was in a man. You know what which, I mean? which is why you're telling women to not do that. Because I, exactly. I mean, it, am I wrong? When I was at Pinky Promise, it felt like the majority of your audience were younger women. Yeah. And, and I would say a lot single. Am I wrong on that? Well, is it just because there was it, only women there that I thought they were single? Is that what's going on? <laughs> so it's 60% single, 40% okay. married. A lot okay. of the girls that started in Pinky Promise were single and now they're married. And now, but the thing is they didn't just marry anybody to marry them. They married like godly praying men. And that's yeah. what makes me so proud because I watched one of the girls that's on my team. She's 40. She's 46 now, but she was 43 or actually 40 when she joined Pinky Promise. And she felt like, Hey, I'm going to be single my whole life. She met a godly man at 43. And she shared her story of like decades of waiting, how she just dated all these random guys. She was online dating, do, trying to search 
for mm-hmm. some type of value and worth in a relationship. And it's just a waste of time. So Heather, I want to ask you something. Um, how do you look at the word of God? Do you believe it is as relevant and a standard for our lives today? You know, when I wrote Adamant, Finding Truth in a Universe of Opinions, I, I know you and I had some conversations mm-hmm. about what we, what we feel the word of God is, what, how we measure our lives, and then what we're seeing in our culture. And, yes. um, I, you know, I would, I would love you to speak about how you see the word of God in your life. Well, for me, I, I believe in the written word and I believe in the rhema word. And I believe that um, the Holy Spirit is constantly speaking through it. You actually had a part in your book where you talked about God asking you if you want to be influential or if you want to be popular. And yeah. I think that we're in this world right now where it's like everybody wants to be popular so bad that they're forgetting that you're supposed to be influential for Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're going to be a leader, you're going to be standing out there for God or do anything for him, whether you're a leader or whether you're not, people are watching you and you will ruin your witness if you continue to live a way that's contrary to the word of God. So I'm very adamant about um, just making sure and convicted, just making sure that I'm being obedient to what God wants me to do. I'm not online, like showing my boobs and butt and putting a scripture like that. Just does wait, not wait, make sense why doesn't me. that, why doesn't that work? <laughs> no, why, it doesn't, doesn't, why doesn't that work? Because <laughs> your body is the temple of the Holy spirit and we get to honor God with it. But not only that, you're a stumbling block for somebody else. You might think it's not a problem. Isn't that but- legalism? Isn't that legalism, Heather, to say that? Is that- <laughs> I mean, isn't, you know, all things, all things given by God, isn't that legalism for you to say that cleavage isn't the right place to put scripture? Is, am, I, am I wrong on that? No, save it for your husband, honey. Your husband is the only one that needs to see your boobies. I don't want to see your boobs. And there's more kids online than ever. So it's like, you don't even have to go to a porn website. You just go on Instagram. You know what I mean? So, so tell me what happens when you actually speak out on these kind of things. Um, so I get pushback from people, but I don't, I don't care. I'm not bound to their approval. I just feel like if nobody's saying it, then people are going to think, oh, it's okay. And then if you confront an issue like this, they'll, they're just like, well, you're too deep or you're married. You don't understand. And most of the men that I've talked to, like godly men, like my husband's friends, like they say, if they go on social media and they see a girl that's reaching out to them that has her boobs out, they say, oh, she wants attention. I'm not interested in pursuing a woman that is so thirsty for the attention of people. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, It used to be, it used to be uh, 10 years ago. If you said something like, I remember one time I said, it's hard for a guy to hear what you're saying. If you overwhelm him with your cleavage, Uh, uh, people used to be like, thank you. Then now people are like, you know what? They need to deal with their own issues. The men have problems. And, and, it, and it used to be the world that would say that. Now it's the Christians. Now I'm actually shocked. Right. It's the Christians that are like, hey, I'm covered by grace. I don't need to cover my breasts or my backside. I need to show it. I'm proud of who I am. Um, it's, it's, it, but it is getting really bad. And you and I both know that social media, it can be an incredible place to speak truth. But, but if you're going to speak truth, uh, it's that whole popular influential. You are going to get kicked back. I probably would get a whole lot more support if I said, I love my body and I'm going to put things, you know, out there for other people that have mixed the word of God with, with my physical appearance. So, um, I, I watch because I know that you and I have talked, had conversations and I watch how a lot of ministers are, um, are allowing influence of the world to be very much kind of the mix, like, um, a mix of 
we're in, you know, we're in the world. So we're going to act like the world. And then we're going to also act like Christians. Do you, do you see that as a big challenge for this generation? Oh yeah, I do. Because for us, we see like, likes, popularity, likes. I remember when the Real Housewives of Atlanta reached out to me to be on their show. Don't do it. <laughs> no, I said, I said no, actually three times. They asked me three times, but I feel like this generation be like, well, and this is what they said. The producer said, they said, well, you know, you can be a light on there. Like seriously. Yeah. You know, they like, asked me, they asked me for, it wasn't Real Housewives. It was for something else. They asked me for something. And I said, I talked to them for at length and I said, okay, so, um, what, what are you like? Well, I have the ability to see what you're, how you're positioning me. And they're like, no. And then they asked me, they crazy. were like, we need you to like, do you have a crazy neighbor? Is there staff members that we can exactly. like make the enemy or make fun of? And I'm like, wait, so you don't think I believe anything I'm saying, do you? Because if I'm supposed to love my neighbor, why would I monetize a weakness of my neighbor? Why would I shame my staff? to create 15 minutes of fame. And, um, it's crazy. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just want you to know that you, Miss Heather came into my life at a time period where, um, I was wondering, I personally was wondering about where are the daughters actually want to walk in truth, boldness, boldness, holiness, purity, who want to do marriage. Well, I mean, we both know marriage is not an easy thing, but you want to do, <laughs> want to do it well. And you were such, you, you are, and you were such a source of encouragement to me. You and Havla, I just feel like I've got a a East coast daughter and a West coast daughter (laughs) uh, and you answer your phone. Havla never does, but I love her. um, But, but it's, it's meant the world to me to watch you flourish and have the privilege of um, speaking into your life and, um, and I, I just, I love you. And oh, I, I, love you I, I love your strong stance. Mm-hmm. I love that you do believe that truth is not something that is fluid, but it's something solid. I love that you and Cornelius are building your life and your marriage and your ministry on truth. And um, so I was super excited to introduce you to people that might listen to the I Am Adamant podcast, because mm-hmm. I believe that we, we need to be a community. We need to yeah. be a community of people who are saying that truth is absolute and that truth without love, we understand is harsh, but love without truth is a lie. So I am so thankful for your life and I want to let people know how they can get in touch with you. So Heather can be followed on Heather Lindsay. And again, it's S E Y.com. She can, you can also connect with her at Heather Lindsay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and Instagram and Twitter. She's not Heather Lindsay. She's at Heather love so heather l love just oh wait heather l love i just see that's a double l so (laughs) no thanks for it at heather l love and so um i I really encourage you to to watch what she's doing be part of her ministry uh listen to what she's saying um i i just when i find women who are standing strong and standing for godliness as a grandmother or mother in the house of god i love to give them both platform and voice. And um, so anyway, Heather, thank you so much for joining. Yes, of course. And thank you so much for your amazing book. I yeah, can't and, and, and they can't tell you're pregnant, but you have a baby due. Yes, July, July 10th. July 10th. Okay, so Alex, the one you just saw earlier in the recording is July 6th. So maybe I know that you're going to be more than happy to go for four <laughs> days early. So anyway, thank you for joining us today. Hey, yes. if you want to learn more about the book, Adamant, Finding Truth in a Universe of Opinions, check out I Am Adamant. 
www.thrivingmom.com. Hey, I want you to subscribe because when you subscribe, we can get everything to you right away. We'd also love to see you rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. To learn more about the book, Adamant, Finding Truth in a Universe of Opinions, check it out at IamAdamant.com. Thank you.